we don't have a very good history, at least I don't think so, of uh, how the scriptures came about and, and exactly what was going on at the time, but we do have some elements. For example, all the letters of Paul were written before any of the Gospels were written. So Jesus died around the year 33, we say, and um, within a short time, Paul had his conversion and he had been putting Christians to, 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 not to death, but into prison, uh, whole families. But after this conversion, he became the great preacher to the Gentiles. So what began as a Jewish Christian religion suddenly became a Gentile Christian religion. And the Gentile church grew rapidly as the Jewish not so rapidly. Um, but we have today uh, two reflections of the covenant, the old covenant and the new covenant. The old covenant in Abraham. Now, most the uh, Catholic scholars I know um, say that, that historically speaking, the Jewish religion began with Abraham. In fact, nobody says Noah, our father in faith, or even Adam, our father in faith, but Abraham, our father in faith. So historically, around 1,700 years before Christ, uh, is when the Jewish, the Jewish religion began through Abraham. So this story of Adam and Eve and the Tower of Babel and Noah and the Ark are what they call pre-creation stories. And um, this is the best I could say about it. I'm going somewhere, okay, so stick with me. Um, where does our history in the United States begin? We say with the pilgrims. We don't say with the Indians whose land we took away and who we um, killed off, a lot of them. Isn't that interesting how we forget that part of our history? But we began with the pilgrims. Well, um, we have stories that go back further. If you go to the, the uh, Italian people, they say their history began with um, uh, a she-wolf giving its milk through its teats to... Um, uh, Romulus and Remus. Now that is about the dumbest story of all, if you ask me. A she-wolf giving its milk to these twins, Romulus and Remus, and that's how um, uh, the Latin nation began. But we come up with these stories because there is a hunger to know something about where we came from and our roots. But as far as I know, chapter 17, uh, which we hear today from Genesis, is the beginning of the roots of the uh, Jewish people, the Jewish nation. And God speaks about a covenant that will be forever, that will last. He says, I will not break it, and neither should you. Of course, they do many, many times. Um, and then we come to John's gospel, the last gospel, probably written around 100, 110. So that's a good 70 years after the beginnings of our faith. After three other Gospels had been written, actually more, there was a Gospel of Thomas that wasn't included in our canon of, of scriptures. But by the time John writes his Gospel, he is fully enveloped in theology. For example, I don't think Jesus said these words today in the scripture. I don't think he did. Nobody else quotes them. Matthew, Mark, or Luke, nobody. And the style is completely theological, almost philosophical, and these conversations that he has, 
and, and he's talking about talking to Abraham and all of these things, but we're being led in very, very deep theological profound language to come to an under, a new understanding of covenant. In fact, we talk about the old covenant, Abraham, and the new covenant that comes from the cross. In fact, in every Mass, when we say the words of consecration, we say, this is, this is the blood of Christ, the blood of the new covenant. And the new covenant was made in his being killed on the cross and, of course, being raised up. It's highly theological language. But I think it's beautiful language as it leads us toward Holy Week. And we are asked to immerse ourselves as deeply as we can in the mystery and the wonder of the cross. This horrible event, which again, I, I don't know how we got to call it Good Friday, but I guess we look at the effects of the cross, not the cross itself. We don't look at the horror of the cross. It should be called Horrible Friday, but it's called Good Friday in English because we see the good that comes from this new covenant in the blood of Christ and that we are recipients, therefore, of the promise of life and life eternal. That is what the scriptures <clears throat> open up to us today as we approach the holiest week of the year and come to know that life more deeply in our lives. Please stand. <clears throat>